Hello everybody, welcome back to Sports Babble with Miles and Quinn. Today is Saturday the 13th. We have an excellent show for you today, and today is our 10th episode. What? And for special, we are recording this, probably posted on YouTube, as Quinn, Noah, Miles here at Sports Babble with Miles and Quinn. Stay tuned for more info. folks and welcome back to the show that was a great word from our sponsors and as many of you know like miles mentioned in the very beginning this is officially the 10th episode of sports battle with miles mcquinn that just means so much to us here at the here at the studio and to celebrate it being our 10th episode we decided to record live so we got miles here in the studio we got noah and we got me so this is this is a little addition to the show and we also are recording so this will be going on youtube probably and you'll be able to watch there and see our setup because our setup is crazy we got so many wires so many so many screens it's insane so make sure to check us out on youtube to watch that and also since this is we are coming up this is the end of our three-part series the nfl mock draft on our website sportsbabblevt.com we will be posting a poll the poll will have both me there will be one line with miles's pick and one line with uh mine and yeah so you will be able to vote there who's you think is the who's which team you think is the best and yeah, so you want to you want to say anything else? 
Well, I mean, thank you guys so much for the support here. You know, we've been posting this on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and some other things. And, you know, maybe going on to YouTube, that's going to be so much fun. And we hope to see you there. So make sure to subscribe and tell your friends about this channel. And let's get right into it. yeah. Let's get right into it. So, Miles, do you want to start off with QB? You want me to go? Yeah, you can go first. All right, I feel like for my QB, I went with the obvious pick. You know, Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, it's the obvious choice. When he's scrambling, he can run for yards. I mean, bringing his team to a Super Bowl last year, that was just an amazing job. He had some help, obviously, with his tight end, Travis Kelsey, his receivers, and Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, and some other like some other key aspects like his defense with Tyron Matthew and his running back at um, Damian Williams. D- yeah, there you go. Thanks. Uh, he had some help. But I feel like he was the main reason that they got to the Super Bowl and won that because, as many of you know, in the playoffs, I feel like Patrick Mahomes was the main reason for this. And you know this from them saying this on commentary. Uh, they were down 28 at, uh, a little bit before half, and Patrick Mahomes went over to the sideline and was like, guys, come on, step it up. And they came back. And they won that game. That was probably one of the biggest comebacks ever, except for, obviously, Miles, as you know, Super Bowl, uh, Patriots at Falcons. But, yeah, so I had to go with the obvious pick to me, Patrick Mahomes. No, you have any thoughts? So, um, Miles, do you think that your pick, Patrick Mahomes, I think is, the like Quinn said, the obvious choice, but do you think your pick can one-up his choice? Well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he got his MVP his rookie year, which is insane. And, you know... Excellent. Absolutely excellent. And, you know, he had an excellent year last year. He did get injured, but if he didn't get injured, it's possible that he could have been in the running for MVP and maybe even won another MVP. So, yeah, that's a very good pick, and it's going to be really hard to top that, especially after he just won a Super Bowl. But for my pick, I'm going to have to go with Russell Wilson, who is another fairly young quarterback, and he's also a Super Bowl champ. And he took his team to two Super Bowls in a row. Of course, they lost the second one to New England after that Pete Carroll call that really ended the game with Malcolm Butler intercepting it. Um, But, you know, Russell Wilson, last year he showed that he's a MVP caliber player, and if he has good wide receivers, which he had last year, and he probably will have this year, he can take his team deep into the playoffs, and maybe, you know, Green Bay beat him last year. I'm pretty sure that this year, you know, if they win the division, then I'm pretty sure that um that they'll be able to go to a Super Bowl and maybe even win a Super Bowl. Thoughts, Noah? Um, I do. So, do you think, um, so... I noticed how you guys are saying a lot about Tom Brady. Do you think he's on a like a snowball on the way down, or do you think he still has potential, but you guys are just aiming for the um, younger quarterbacks? Well, I mean, it's hard to judge because last year, New England, one of the worst receiving cores in the league, you know, injuries, you know, not a great offensive line. 
I still think he has a caliber to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but this year going to Tampa, it'll really show how much he has left in the tank and if he was really worth the money that Tampa's giving him because he has a good wide receiving core and he has a lot better tight ends. So I think that this year he has a chance to really prove himself as a good quarterback, but, you know, it's really a make-it-or-break-it situation for him because, I mean, failing this year probably would kick him out of the NFL. I mean, yeah, great point. I mean, I, Tom Brady, obviously, great QB, winning as many Super Bowls as he has. Uh, that's a re- He has so many records in the NFL. That just makes him such a great QB. But he's getting a little older. He's close to retirement. And like Miles said, I feel like th- this season for him, make it or break it, like exactly what Miles said. Um, if he doesn't do well, I feel like this is kind of the end of the road for him. Because And it's kind of hard to judge him. You know, last year didn't have a great season. Even though the Patriots did get Mohamed Sanu, they didn't really click. Him and Julian Edelman, they were probably, they were the, doing, they were the only ones on that team that could have, or not could have carried them because they had some good, strong defense last year. But there were two players that had to carry them and they just didn't really pull through, unfortunately. But, you know, this year may be a change, but it's so hard to tell without seeing anything from them yet. So that's why I didn't pick Tom Brady. Uh, You want to move on to running back? Yeah, sure, Quinn. Who did you pick for your running back? Well, I am a Giants fan. So that means I had to go with the obvious pick to Giants fans, at least, who... Is I'm not just being a Giants fan. I chose him because I still think that this player Saquon Barkley is my pick. I think even I am a Giants fan, but I don't think I'm bandwagoning over him because I think Saquon Barkley is a top running back in the NFL, and his stats show because last year he did get injured, uh, but he did so well that. Even though getting injured and only playing 14 games last season, he still managed to get uh, o- just barely over the 1,000-yard mark. And that's, that's, that's so difficult, playing only 14 games and getting over the 1,000-yard mark. And let me mention his rookie year, too. Winning the rookie of the year in his rookie season and also beating that 1,000-yard mark. He had a phenomenal uh, rookie year, and surprisingly or not, a lot of people think he didn't do well this year, but the stats really show. And so, yeah, I chose Saquon Barkley. What do you got, Miles? Well, you made such a good point about Saquon Barkley, and, you know, he's such a talented player, and he's very young too, but I had to go with one of the most talented, if not the most talented, running back in the league right now. I had to go with Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. He had an amazing season last year. I mean, for not being excellent. a quarterback, he Absolutely had an ex- excellent. For not being a quarterback, he had a fantastic, fantastic year. And you know, not being a quarterback, you know, you don't have a great chance at being MVP. But you know, he really pulled through. And of course, he wasn't MVP. Uh, but he did get inside the top 10 in MVP voting, and he is kind of a dual-threat running back because he can catch the ball really well and run screen plays and receive excellent, 
and he can also run the ball very, very well. And, you know, having that on a team is so good. You know, it's the Carolina Panthers, so, you know, they're not the greatest team in the league. But I think that Christian McCaffrey, if he gets some help from a good quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater, I think that there's a chance that they have a chance to really turn their franchise around and maybe even make the playoffs. Well, you know, Christian McCaffrey, great choice. Uh, just not even running. He's, I think he's the best receiving running back in the game. That's just, I think, what makes him such an amazing running back. He can. That's where he pulls through for his team. Not having a great team, not having a great receiving core, he kind of adds on to that receiving core himself, being such a phenomenal receiving running back. That's where a lot of his touchdowns come. And, yeah, also, I feel like maybe him and uh, Teddy Bridgewater will click this year. You just never know, right? Yeah, I think that, actually, I think that there's a good chance that they will click this year. And I think that, you know, if the screen passes and the running really go the right way for the Panthers, then I think that, you know, they're going to have an excellent year. Excellent. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, do you want to move on to wide receivers next? Yeah, sure. And as a Patriots fan, you know, it was kind of hard not picking Julian Edelman, but I don't know if he's one, the best wide receiver in the league, but I had to go with the obvious choice, Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Michael Thomas had a record-setting year last year. Him and Drew Brees clicked. They were on all the right levels. Everything was going their way. They had a fantastic year touchdowns and yard wise and you know if you're a defense you got to put your best player on him and you it's really hard to cover these guys and it's really hard to stop them but the Saints they had a great team last year and they'll have a great team this year and I think that it was one of the best teams last year not making the Super Bowl that's obviously a blow to them but seriously they had a fantastic year with Thomas do you agree Quinn I mean, you know, if you guys remember from our strongest offenses and defenses, I chose the Saints. So I would agree Michael Thomas is definitely, he's one of the best. But I'm going to have to switch it up here. I'm going to have to go with Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, Julio Jones is getting on the older side, but he is one of the tallest run or wide receivers in the game and that just makes for him to be able to catch the ball so much easier because he can just tower over his defenders and catch the ball uh yeah and also those toe taps right he when when Matt Ryan throws him the ball he can just go up and get the toe tap and he's I think a phenomenal receiver and also he's behind a team that is growing, you know, getting Todd Gurley this offseason. Uh, a couple of years ago, getting Calvin Ridley, unfortunately losing Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots. That's a down, but Calvin Ridley, an, obviously an amazing receiver. That was honestly, in the beginning, that was another one of my choices, Calvin Ridley, because I think he's a young receiver that has lots of talent that nobody really looks at because Julio Jones is on that team. But, you know, Calvin Ridley, good but I had to go with Julio Jones. Yeah, great pick, Quinn. Julio Jones, you know, hurts you in the Super Bowl, but then you come back and win. <laughs> um, you know, he had a fantastic toe touch in the Super Bowl, and 
great game that Super Bowl, and really he's just had a fantastic career. And you know, if you're playing against him, he's another one of those guys you got to put your best player on because otherwise he's gonna hurt you, and he's gonna hurt you deep in the game when it really matters most. Yeah, like in a Patriots Falcons matchup, you got Julio Jones. It's no question that you're putting your star cornerback Stephon Gilmore on him. That's like that's got to be an obvious because he's just an amazing receiver. So yeah, um, you want to go to tight ends next? Sure. My tight end. This is sort of a strange pick since he just came out of retirement. We don't have to go with Rob Gronkowski of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, doesn't that feel weird to say? The longtime Patriot who just retired is coming out of retirement here. And he's actually playing with his quarterback, Tom Brady. So that's going to be a big, big matchup to watch there. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, you know, one of the best, if not the best, quarterback tight end duos. And, you know, he could make the Pro Bowl this year. He could have a great year. He could not be very good, you know. Hasn't played football in a year, so it's really sort of an iffy situation. But based on past numbers, stats, and records that they've set, I think that this is going to be a very good year. And, you know, everybody talks about the receiving and the personality of Rob Gronkowski, but him as a blocker is actually very, very good. I mean, he's one of the best blockers in the league, and Tampa Bay, you know, they're going to have a good run game and a good pass game, and this was just a huge acquisition for them. So I think that he'll have the biggest year out of all the tight ends this year. Who do you go with, Quinn? Well, you know, Rob Gronkowski, great pick. You know how you mentioned the uh, blocker. So that's where that's where I chose my tight ends in the blocker. Oh, we ha- we have someone here? Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> well, so, you, you know, Rob Gronkowski, like you said, he's a great blocker. So uh, that's where I got the influence to choose my blocker. So, or choose my tight end. And that's because I chose him because not only he's a great tight end, but because he's some great blocking. And so I went with George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. George Kittle, if you run the ball, you should be scared that George Kittle is going to come and block you and you're not going to touch the running back because that's probably what's going to happen. And, yeah, because George Kittle, he's a phenomenal blocker, and that's what makes him one of the best tight ends to play in the game. He's also an amazing tight tight end, just catching the ball, receiving, and yeah. Also, he's behind a great, a pretty good offense. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't get the ball as much because the way the 49ers play is they don't they don't really throw the ball as much. They're more of a handoff team. That's kind of the way they roll. But that's where George Kittle comes into play with the blocking because he just blocks everyone and I feel like that's the main reason why the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl last year uh Noah you have any thoughts so um honestly when I saw George Kittle play I was like wow he has really something to give to the game of football and I just thought he was a great player so I really appreciate and like the choice you made Quinn but Miles, I have something to say about yours so do you think Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement Obviously, a weird thing that happened. Everybody was like, what is happening? But do you think he can um, kind of replay what he had over the years after his retirement? Well, that's a really if situation because nobody knows how Rob Gronkowski is going to play. I mean, 
minicamp this year would have been an excellent way for people to see that, but of course, that didn't happen this year. So I think it's going to be a thing where Rob Gronkowski, I don't think he's going to find his groove the first three, four games he plays in, but once he really starts to find it, then that's where he comes in really good with blocking and great with catching passes from Brady. So I think that it's going to be an if situation. It's going to be a big if situation. But I think that with time, he can really... I don't know if he can return to the form he once had that was so fantastic. But I think he can return to some version of that form. Yeah, great point. Obviously, he's got a very similar situation to Jason Witten. Also, Jason Witten came out of retirement. They're kind of in the same boat here. Jason Witten once was a... uh, very good tight end he came out of retirement he retired then he came out of retirement he came back this previous season and I think he did he did pretty well for coming out of retirement I think Rob Gronkowski obviously he was he was better than Jason Witten before he had retired I think that means coming out of retirement he'll be a little bit better than Jason Witten was this previous season uh yeah you want to move on to the next position or no do you have any thoughts I don't really have any thoughts. I thought you guys are really getting into deep conversation. Um, but, Miles, do you want to move on? Um, Sure. Quinn, who did you have as your O-lineman? Well, you know, O-lineman. It, for those of you who don't know, my real name is Quentin. And for those of you who do know, uh, or don't know also, uh, the O-lineman I chose... Also has the same first name as me. Maybe it just took a toll on why I picked him, but it was kind of just a coincidence. I think, so I'll just tell you my guys my pick. My pick was Quentin Nelson from the Indianapolis Colts. You know, the Colts have gone through a little bit of a rush, pat, a rush patch, a rough patch this season, but, you know, uh... Losing Andrew Luck to retirement. Uh, but they did gain Philip Rivers, who I think is also a great QB. Uh, Quentin Nelson, he kind of gets looked past because of the Colts having Andrew Luck recently and now having Philip Rivers and just being an O-lineman. No one really thinks about the O-lineman. Like, in mock drafts, uh, if you're drafting someone... You're not drafting an O-lineman. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. You're probably not going to draft an O-lineman. But if I had to, I'd go with Quentin Nelson because I think he's a very underrated player, an underrated O-lineman, and I think he's just a great O-lineman. Uh, yeah. Miles, who do you got? Well, I mean, it was a tough match because there's so many great O-linemen and, you know, so many to really remember, but... I have to go with Nate Solder, the Giant. As some of you know and some of you don't know, Nate Solder used to be a New England Patriot. So, again, he played on the Patriots. He was pretty good there. He helped with the blocking. He helped with the running. And something that really, really helps the Giants, you know, the Giants have a ton of trouble with their O-line. And, you know, getting Nate Solder is not only it helps them, but it's a very big morale booster. Nate Solder, great guy great football player that's kind of why I had to go with him you know that's that's an honor to hear that being a Giants fan like you said great guy he did win man of the year for the Giants last year I mean it's also kind of a win for you he was former Patriot so you know win-win situation great pick 
Uh, no. Any thoughts? I do. So, do you think, like, O-linemen's not, like, the first choice people have when they're looking to draft someone? It's usually, like, either wide receiver or quarterback. So, do you think he's, like, O-linemen's, like, kind of, like, the last choice? Well, I'm not necessarily sure if it's the last choice, but I know it's not usually people's first choice. And some of that is kind of, some of that's not great, but if you have a great quarterback and you have a great running back and your team's really all around good, you might as well improve your offensive line. And, you know, getting a good offensive lineman early, you know, that really helps your team. And, you know, that'll just help with everything. So I think that people should pay more attention to offensive linemen. Uh, yeah. Um, so for this next position, this isn't really a position. Uh, this, this, the story behind it is kind of funny. So Miles was like, I was like, I was talking to Miles this morning. I was like, Miles, you got headphones to bring? He was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I got headphones. I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, wait, you want to do head coaches? And he kind of just went with it. So now here we are. Now we're doing head coaches for a position, I guess. But, you know, head coaches play a big part. So I don't hate this random choice that we somehow came up with. But now we're doing head coaches. And you want me to start us off? Yeah, thank you, washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I had to go with the head coach from the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, obviously, is a great head coach being able to... uh, being able to this offseason he managed to get Emmanuel Sanders which just helped their team by a phenomenal amount because now they have an amazing receiving core with Michael Thomas Emmanuel Sanders I mean they have Jared Cook he's a tight end that doesn't really count as a receiver or wide receiver but you know he's also very good so they have a great team and I feel like a good reason for that is because of Sean Payton and uh yeah also be- being able to coach Drew Brees and coach him through Super Bowls through Super Bowls that's that's all you could ask I think from a uh head coach so yeah what do you think Miles you know Sean Payton one of the greatest coaches you know of our era and maybe even one of the greatest coaches of all time but I think I'm going to have to go with arguably the greatest coach of all time who is playing now, Bill Belichick. I mean, wow. Bill Belichick, you know, he got hired by Robert Kraft, and he's taking the Patriots to six Super Bowls. I mean, that is – or he's taking them to win six Super Bowls. That is just crazy, and he's taking them to many others. And New England is just – they have a great franchise going. You know, it might end soon, but still it's been great. And, you know, that is – Big thanks to Bill Belichick, who is just a genius. I mean, we saw what he did on defense last year. I mean, he shut down pretty much every team that played him and, you know, scored a bunch of defensive touchdowns. So I think that he is one of the best, if not the best coaches of all time and probably the best coach in the NFL right now. Well, you know, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, great, great choice, I think. Yeah, if I hadn't gotten with Sean Payton, he probably definitely wouldn't have been my next choice. Obviously, 
leading the Patriots to six Super Bowl wins. That's amazing. And I actually have a quick question. So, you know how you mentioned Miles. You said he has, uh, he's been able to teach the team and bring them to a lot of defensive touchdowns. Do you think that's coming from the defensive coordinator? Or do you think that's coming from Bill Belichick teaching the defensive coordinator? Well, the thing with New England was they had Brian Flores, and in Super Bowl 53 against the Rams, you know, they just shut the Rams down. And then, you know, Brian Flores left and was the Dolphins head coach. And actually, something kind of strange is the Patriots did not technically have a defensive coordinator last year. Bill Belichick was teaching Gerard Mayo, an ex-Patriots linebacker, and his son Steve Belichick. They were focused on defense, and Bill Belichick really spent a lot of time on defense and, you know, kind of let Josh McDaniels do his thing on offense. So it was really a mix of those three great defensive coaches that really helped them, and that's kind of what brought New England all their defensive success last year. Well, yeah, you know, confusing subject, like defensive coordinator, not defensive coordinator. It's a very confusing subject. Uh, no, you have anything to say? Um, I do. So... Just congrats to these guys for coming up with all this stuff, and they've been doing great over these past three episodes, and just, well, like, I just can't believe it, because honestly, I don't think I could do it. So, nice job, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, when Miles first got here to my house, uh, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't have stats. Uh, it was like, we were like, yeah, we both don't have stats, we were like, uh, okay, uh, this is gonna be weird, <laughs> but here we are now, right? Yeah, I'm having a great time here at Sports Babble headquarters. Yeah, uh, anything else? Or do you guys want to s- take a little break here and move on to our mid-show sponsors? I but- think we should make our way to the sponsors, but before I start the sponsors, um, this sponsor was actually not made by us. Um, it was actually made by a friend and his band, Not In A Day. The song is called The Watcher. So here it goes by Not In A Day, The Watcher. Greater than the reward The road I 
burden is greater than the Wow, that is a great song. Uh, so for those who forgot, the band of the name of that band is Not in a Day, and the name of the song is The Watcher. Great song, and a little bummer though. We were expecting our friend and uh, and the drummer of Not in a Day to call in. That didn't really work out. Uh, we were gonna have him call in and ask him some questions, but we'll make sure to give you guys that in another episode so yeah let's we're moving on to the second half of our show uh first i want to mention for those of you watching on youtube this setup is crazy we got stands we got wires we got my keyboard we got noah's laptop we got his levels for the noise and you know this i just want to give a big thanks to my dad for helping us out and setting this all up, setting up Sports Babble headquarters and giving us this opportunity because I came home one day and he was like, I got an idea. And that turned into Sports Battle with Miles and Quinn. And here we are now on our 10th episode. So this is great. Uh, Miles, do you have anything to say? Um, No, this has been so awesome. And thank you so much. Quinn's dad, his name is Chris, you know, it's been so much fun doing this, and, you know, it's what I look forward to every Wednesday, or in this case, Saturday, but actually, I do have something to say. Quinn, you mentioned we are probably posting this on YouTube, so make sure to subscribe, and, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat, you know, tell everybody you know about this, you know, tell them to subscribe, you know, we'd really appreciate it. And, you know, maybe, hopefully, we could start doing two or maybe just the one a week. But, you know, the more, the merrier. So, tell everybody you know to subscribe and, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to get tougher because it's it's going to be tough for me and Miles to, you know, be here every day. We won't be in the same place every day. So, next week is a whole nother thing because we'll probably be going back to google hangouts doing that again and then we'll have to figure out that video so you know it's a whole new thing so we're just going through the learning process just like you guys are so yeah uh so that wraps it up for that oh actually i have something to add you know every week we mention bacon bros gotta mention it again you know the number one bacon product selling website in the nation and it kind of is because so uh, if you didn't know, Big Bros, we did some good work last week. 
we uh so miles was talking to his sister and he says to her if you don't understand bacon you don't understand bacon i'm like words of wiseman right there and so one thing led to another and now we have a new section in bacon bros called words of a wise man the the background of that is all of our faces edited onto mount rushmore it's amazing and if you come up with a words of a wise man we put your face we put uh we'll put like one of our faces on like a uh present or something but anyways make sure to check that out you can check that out at um you can go to our website sportsbabblevt.com and then down on the left hand side we have some links and if you click on the bacon bros link it'll bring you straight to their website and yeah and all that work goes to show how hard we've been working because we were number one on google if you were to type in bacon space bros with a z you know we were number one on google and that just goes to show how hard we've been working you have anything to add miles yeah we've been working so hard on this and you know our friends have been really editing and you know helping out so much and we appreciate all the views on not only bacon bros but sports babble so you know keep up those views and you know we're having a ton of fun doing this and you know it's been excellent and everything has been really going well for us and wow we're number one on google for bacon bros that is just so much fun and you know it's cool to say too but um anyway keep up the views and you know tell your friends about it yeah uh i think that wrapped it up for the sponsor section oh wait i have one more thing to add before we go to know with listening questions i know you're excited no but I also just want to give a big congratulations to all the seniors graduating. People graduating from 8th grade, like Noah here, he's moving on to high school. We also got people graduating from high school, uh, going into college, and people graduating from college. It's just a great experience for all of them. You know, it's tough not being there. You know, the drive-by is a little different, but I just want to congratulate them and all right, now that wraps it up, so let's go to Noah with the listener questions of the day. Finally, I thought it was never going to end. So, um, yeah, listener questions for the day. So, Miles, I'm, I'm going to go to you first. So, first question, what do you think makes a strong offense? Well, I mean, you know, you could say having a quarterback. You could say having a good running back, but I think it's a mixture of all. Personally, ask yourself this. Would you rather have a great quarterback, okay running backs, and a bad wide receiving core, or would you rather have okay wide receivers, okay running back, and an okay quarterback? Because that way you kind of have something of everything, and, you know, that way you can really switch on and off and give one a rest, and, you know, that's what I think makes a very good offense. And also, you know, it's how much the players play with how much heart and how much soul and things like that. So it's not just one player, it's the team. Yeah. Great. Um, Quinn? Yeah, well, I feel like I've brought this up every time. Uh, you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team, so you need everyone. But if I – I agree with Miles. Obviously, you need the good quarterback, the good running back, and the good wide receiving core. But like we were mentioning earlier, like just barely, we look past alignment. So I thought you really need a good alignment. Because if you don't have a good alignment, uh, personally, this kind of showed with the Giants this year. Uh, 
for the Giants, it was Daniel Jones getting sacked and fumbled, or for running the running game when you you need a good alignment to block. And so I think a uh, good offensive line is a pretty a pretty good a pretty solid a solid part play or yeah solid part that gets played into the offense. Uh, back to you, no. Okay. Um. So next one, back to you, Miles. Um. So out of the teams like the special teams, defense, and now offense, which do you think is most important? Well, again, like Quinn said, you win as a team, you lose as a team, and I don't necessarily think one's more important than the other. Um, if I had to say, I think special teams would be a little less important than the other two, but special teams, you know, they have so much pressure. You know, a field goal or a missed kick could really make the difference in a game, and, you know, you want to have a good special teams when you're – 40 yards away from the goal line, and you have to kick a field goal, so I really think that it's just about equal. Yeah, like, back to what I said. You win as a team, you lose as a team. That's kind of the main thing. Uh, So, yeah, like Miles said, special teams, obviously. It's a little bit less, but coming down to the game-winning field goal, you need a good kicker. Uh, Offense, coming down to the game-winning run, <laughs> you need a good running back. For defense, coming down to the game-winning stop, you need a good defense. So, yeah. And for anybody listening at home, don't forget to send your listener questions to sportsbattlevt at gmail.com for any listener questions. And I'll mostly, most of them I'll ask on the show. So how about we move on to our trivia? All right. Um, so which... What offensive team last year had the most TDs per game? Ooh, this is a very hard one, and I've narrowed it down to a couple teams in my oh, head. Oh, I, I didn't <laughs> say the teams. Um, sorry. So the teams are Kansas, Tennessee, San Francisco, or Baltimore? Well, I narrowed it down to Kansas City and Baltimore, so um, I think I'm going to have to go with Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay, Quinn? Uh, well, you know, Kansas City, great choice, but I'm going to have to go the other route. I'm going with Baltimore. Okay, so, Miles, Baltimore. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, Quinn, you got it right. It was, um, Baltimore. I'm sorry, Miles, but, um, Baltimore... <laughs> He's a little upset in the studio. Um, Baltimore had more <laughs> touchdowns than everyone else, counting at 3.5 touchdowns per game. So, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show again. <laughs> well, you know, Noah, that, that joke was... That was a fantastic joke. Top Classic. Uh, I think time. that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Sports Battle with Miles and Quinn. Thank you for coming and listening to the 10th episode we are very excited having this live this is a first and we are so excited but we will see you next time on sports babble with miles and Quinn.